Final stone, 10th end. Muirhead needs a magical three. We're about to find out. Was not there. So, what a win for Team Canada. Muirhead unable to score a deuce in this game. Jennifer Jones was brilliant. Every key shot she had to make, she made big high fives. Give your skip a hug day. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good Valentine's Day that started one and three and ends three and three for Canada. So there you have it. Good news. How do you say happy Valentine's Day with a victory from the women over Great Britain? Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Inside Curling's Daily Draw, presented by CoolBet. For Monday, February 14th, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Kevin and Warren, I've, I've got a question for you both. Kevin, uh, will mm-hmm. you guys be my Valentine? <laughs> sure, well, you're such Jimmy. a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there you go. Uh, boy, lots going on still. We're about halfway through. Thanks a lot to CoolBet, a proud sponsor of curling and, frankly, all things ice-related. The logo is a polar bear, after all. And if you love sports, make sure you join the thousands of people already enjoying life inside the CoolBet community. So, Kev, uh, more than halfway through the Olympics, you were there uh, in 2010. Uh, this must must be a kind of a grind now, is it, Kevin, uh, halfway through? Oh, yeah. The teams are starting to feel it, definitely. But uh, both both on the men's and women's side, they're, they're, they're doing just fine, which is great. Huge day for, uh, for Jennifer Jones, which is fantastic. So, uh, every, obviously, everyone was in action yesterday, and uh, so we had a few draws. Uh, so let's get right to it, Kev. Uh, you're going to give us your take on the first couple of draws, uh, and then we'll get Warren to weigh in on the other draw. Go ahead, Kev. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, yeah, the women's draw number seven. That was in the morning over in Beijing, uh, in the evening on the East Coast where I am. Uh, China taking on Japan. That was not a fair fight. Uh, Japan got threes in both the third and the fifth ends, so uh, a bit of a runaway on that game, 10-2 to two final. So Japan is uh, is doing well again. Just a great team. They're solid right from, from lead to skip and, uh, and showing that form now that they're in about midway of the week. Uh, Canada ROC, Canada steals two in the first and then steals two more in the second and gets two more in the fourth to go up six to one. And that game uh, ended early at 11 to five. So Canada had no trouble with ROC. I, I cannot believe uh, Lena Kovaleva, uh, how much trouble they're having. It just, I thought they would be, uh, you know, close to getting a playoff spot, but, but they've been dreadful, um, not winning anything. So it's hard to believe. Um, USA Korea, this is the game that I called and it was a really good game until, um, Tabitha actually went deep. Uh, Peterson on on her last, and it was a fairly makeable outturn draw for uh, uh, Unjun Kim, and uh, just ended up hitting a guard, and that wasn't really shouldn't have really been in play, and ended up giving up a steal of three in the sixth end, and that broke the game right open, and uh, US ended up winning eight to six, so that was just a huge win for Tabitha because of course. Uh, Team Korea is one of the one of the ones that uh, you'd think would make the playoffs and uh, coming off a silver medal in the last Olympic Games. Then the men's draw eight, 
got Canada taking on Italy. And uh, it was one of those Brad Gushu kind of games where he has Hammer, controls it all the way through until finally cracks a big three in the ninth to win 7-3. So that's a perfect kind of a game for Brad where he just controls the hammer the whole way. Uh, Denmark plays Norway. Denmark has hammer in the extra end. They end up winning. So Denmark, a huge congratulations to them. That's their first win. They won 6-5 to five over Norway. So a big win for Denmark. ROC taking on Sweden. This is the one that we called. And uh, it was a really good game. Nicodine actually stole a point in the fifth to take a 4-1 lead control. Lots of scoring after that, but could never ROC could never really get the hammer back and control it. So Sweden ended up winning 7-5, but it was all because of the steal in the fifth. Switzerland and Great Britain. I was doing the uh, the lizard thing. I had another, another monitor uh, with this game on as well because it's such an interesting game. Switzerland playing GBR, Great Britain, Team Mowat. It was a good game too, and actually in the ninth end, um, the situation, Benoit Schwartz decided to take on a really tough split kind of in front of one of the Great Britain stones and trying to get three and actually hits the angle. Perfect. That rock goes into the eight foot and his shooter spins and they have a look over the top. Great Britain's rock is still better. So just a little bit thinner on the first one and it would have been a three and Swiss and, uh, Swiss would have had the lead going home. Instead, it was a tie game with uh, Bruce Mowat having the hammer, and they had no trouble keeping it open and won 6-5. to five. So those are the games. We've got lots of good games going now, though, because you can see the stress on the curlers um, because you're, you're, you're coming down the, down the stretch. Yeah, it's score, scoreboard watching time, isn't it, Kevin? Standings watching time for uh, these teams. Um, very good. Okay, Warren, uh, you just finished. Uh, looking at the women's draw that was overnight. What happened there, Warren? Well, it was a pretty interesting morning. So let's go to the key game, Canada and Great Britain. They were tied 1-1 after four ends. Jones with Lass is looking at two Great Britain counters in the forefoot. She has two biters on the outside. She attempts a double on the two British counters in the forefoot, makes it, scores a three, goes in front 4-1. to one. In the sixth, Great Britain draws the forefoot for one. Score is now 4-2 Canada. In the seventh, Joan tries a long raise takeout for two with last. Just misses slightly, but still gets one to make the score now 5-2 Canada. In the eighth, Eve Muirhead hits and stays for one, looking at five Canadian counters. Score is a signal, 5-3 Canada. In the ninth, Joan has to, Jones has to draw the button, looking at two Great Britain counters. She makes it to be up 6-3, coming home. Muirhead, with her final stone of the game, tries a bit of a Hail Mary shot. I don't think it really wasn't there. Canada Seals won and gets a great 7-3 win. The game with a lot of attention on that draw was between Switzerland and Sweden. And after five ends, it was tied at 2-2. Alina Pats, throwing Swiss final stones, draws the forefoot, but slides a little bit too far, and Sweden steals one to make the score 3-2 in their favor. In the seventh, Hasselberg takes a single, score now. 4-2 Sweden. In the eighth, Alina Pats has hits for two and makes it 4-4. In the ninth, Sweden draws for one, looking at two. Score now 5-4 Sweden. Very interesting 10th end, hard to explain, but Pats is left with about a two-foot raise to the button. For one, she makes it, ties the game. We're now into an extra end. 
In the extra, Sweden is left with a hit in the state of win. Hasselberg hits it, rolls, could have maybe rolled too far. It stops. She gets a single. They win six to five. So no more undefeated teams as that was the first loss for Switzerland. They now go to five and one. A couple of other games. The one between Korea and Japan was really uh, seventh end was the difference. Korea went up eight to four. The eighth, Japan hits and stays for one. It's now eight to five, Japan. In the ninth, Korea draws for two, makes it 10-5, and they concede, Japan concedes the game. Another game that really didn't matter much, it was between the two last place teams. It was a 10 to five win for ROC over Denmark. Okay, so let's take a look at some of the percentages that were happening in the draws uh, overnight. So in women's draw number seven, USA versus Korea, great game for the USA. Peterson shoots 88%, but the third, Nina Roth, has a great game. She's at 95%. The USA in that game were at 86%. Men's draw number seven, Brad, Brad Gushu had it going. He shot 92%, and the team were 86%. Nicodem's Swedish team still rolling along, going like a steamroller. They're at 88% in that game. The women's draw this morning, great game for Jennifer Jones. Probably one of the best she's played so far at 87%. Her team was at 82%. Good game for Korea, I might add. Eng Jung Kim was at 90%. The team overall were at 86 So that's sort of where the, uh, the situation sits at the moment. So looking at the standings on the women's side, as mentioned, Switzerland no longer undefeated. They're at 5-1. Three teams are at 4-2. Japan, Sweden, United States at 3-3. Three three, Canada, Great Britain, and Korea. China's at two and four along with Denmark and winless in six tries is ROC. So looking at the women's side, there's still pretty much seven teams very much in the heat of things along with Canada. And uh, they've got two very difficult games, three difficult games left, which they're going to have to win them all. But should they do that, they should be in the thick of things. On the men's side, again, Sweden on top, six and oh. Great Britain's at five and one. Canada at four and two. ROC, Switzerland, United States, three and three. China, Norway, two and four. Denmark and Italy are one and five. And the way I see it, six teams are still very much in the running for that one. Another interesting little stat that came out this morning, and that was the draw shark challenge. And Canada, in both cases here, looking at the potential of being in a tied situation isn't good. For some reason, Canada's draw shot challenge for this event is bad. We go back to mixed doubles. Holman and Morris in mixed doubles finished 10 out of 10. They were the last place team in Drusha Challenge. To date in women's play, Canada currently sits at 10 out of 10 with the women's as well. Gushu's doing a little bit better. He's 6 out of 10. But in total, only five positions out of 21 games has Canada won the Drusha Challenge. So, Kevin, what do you think is the reason for that? Wow. That's a... Uh... That's kind of, yeah, and it's it's so consistent. You think it is, <laughs> there's something to it. I, I don't really know. Um, I know back when, when we used to play, um, a major part of our practice session was straight drawing the button again and again and again. Like We would probably spend, during our, like, throw through the rocks and, and the various drills that we would do, a lot of them would end up being drawing the button just because it's so important. So I'm not sure how the Canadian teams train if they are using enough of their, of their minutes of their time, their training time on the draw, the button. Um, I just don't, I don't know that that's something that we'll bring up with, uh, 
with their teams when I have a chance to talk to them because that's really important. And obviously it's too consistent if, if we're having trouble in mixed doubles and women's and men's. There might be something to it, Warren. And maybe it is something as simple as uh, our training schedule and how much time we actually allocate out of, say, an hour. Is it five minutes? Is it 30 minutes? What's the amount of time that we spend on the actual draw shot challenge in our training systems? I don't know the answer to that. Our team used to spend a ton of time back in the day uh, because it became so important. I don't know in, in Canada's case right now, but I promise you it'll be something that will be uh, asking them because uh, it's it's too obvious. Um, it, it shouldn't be. It can't be just coincidence. It's very strange. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like that before. And I think as we move forward here, the world is getting tougher. So this draw shot challenge is becoming going to become more and more important as time goes on. Yeah, great catch, sir, Warren. That was excellent. Uh, very good, fellas. Um, Kev, a quick question for you before we uh, get your updates, uh, how you're doing with your picks. How do they, uh, Kev, you often talk about the ice, of course, how important it is. You know, it asked you the other day about who's the best readers. Uh, how do the ice makers maintain the ice during this whole process, Kev? Is it a regular thing where they shave and scrape and repebble each night? Or how does that work? Well, it's, it's redone before every single draw, actually. Um, but there's not a lot of uh, of changing of the surface once the event starts. It starts out, uh, obviously, before the curlers step on the ice. It's very nice and true. Um, but it's scraped between every draw and uh, resurfaced, repebbled. Um, and really, if there's if there's something happens, the ice makers, you know, they're paying attention to humidity, uh, all the the uh, temperature controls, right. and any weird movement. Like if there's a sheet where maybe the airflow is causing uh, some pebble issues, they'll keep an eye on that because maybe the outturn uh, away from the wall is straighter than the intern towards the wall. If that's the case, you know, you can always pebble up the one side a little bit so you get a little more curl away from the wall. But that's all on an ongoing basis. And that's why you hire the best ice makers, because they can keep an eye on things and, and keep, uh, keep going. Uh, okay, let's find out. We've been doing it each and every day. Uh, and by the way, uh, the show drops uh, about 1 o'clock Eastern. And uh, of course, we're going right through to bring you up to date every day with our daily draw on what's happening at the games. And one thing we do is you guys pick some games, and then we find out the next day how you did. For those of us who like to lay down a few shekels on the cool bet app, what do you got, Kev? Well, I think I'm doing better than you, Jimmy. But I didn't. I didn't have a. I didn't have a great day yesterday. Um, China, Japan. I picked Japan. That went right. Canada, ROC. I picked Canada. That was right. USA, Korea. I actually picked Korea. USA won that game, so I was incorrect. Canada, Italy. Canada wins. Denmark, Norway in the men's. I. Uh, I picked Norway, but Denmark won an extra end, so I was incorrect. Sweden beat ROC, and Great Britain beat Switzerland. So not too bad after two draws. I'd only had two wrong. But then Switzerland, Sweden in the women's draw, I picked Switzerland. Sweden won. Uh-oh. Uh, Canada, Great Britain, I was correct with Canada. Korea beats Japan. I was right with that. ROC, I had them picked over Denmark, but Denmark won. So, Jimmy, not too bad. I was seven for 11, so I had four wrong. Seven out of 11. Not bad. Yeah, you're going, not bad. You're going good. Okay, Hanson, you had to improve. How'd you do yesterday with your picks? Well, I think I started out uh, gangbusters, but didn't end up so good. So, on the women's draw number seven, I picked Japan, Canada, USA, 100% on those three games. In the next draw, I picked Canada. That's good. 
Norway, not so good. Sweden, Great Britain, that's good. Three out of four. But in the men's draw, number eight. I picked Switzerland, not so good. I picked Canada, that was good. I picked Japan, not so good. And I picked ROC, not so good. So I was only one out of four on the last draw. So I guess if we take a look at it, I was uh, seven on the good side and uh, four on the bad side. All right, so you tied. You guys, you tied. Um, very good. So if you want to uh, uh, lay down a few shekels, uh, you can do it uh, on CoolBet. Uh, we appreciate uh, them, of course, sponsoring this segment. Also, just a reminder that we will do our weekly show uh, this week. So uh, make sure you tune into that. Okay, boys, uh, there's been a lot of talk since the mixed doubles about how Canada should select their team. People have been uh, vocal uh, that they're not pleased about the way they do it. Uh, with regards to how Canada should select, uh, it seems, for the Worlds, the Olympic teams, how should they be prepared? Uh, we threw it up on our Facebook group, and uh, this was kind of surprising. But a lot of people said, uh, does it really matter? We don't care uh, about Canada at the Olympics or the world level. I would never think, Warren, that you would ever hear that. What was that all about? Well, I think that comes back to the position that uh, a number of people are taking that everybody should uh, should have a chance. And if a Cinderella team comes through and wins, that's great. And if they don't do so well at the Olympics of the world, that's okay as well. But I think we need to take a look at a few things. As Canada's success of curling over the years has led to a lot of things in Canada that have added to the sports prosperity. And I think very key things tied with its success internationally has been funding from the funding agencies, own the podium, Sport Canada, Canadian Olympic Committee. Uh, quite frankly, you got to win medals if you want to get money. And the more money you get, the more medals you have to win. So it's all tied to really there. I think sponsorship of all major events and sponsorship of the sport overall, overall, I think the fact that Canada's success at the international level has led to the attraction of corporations towards the sport, which is another key thing, fans. I think if Canada didn't do well in a world championship or an Olympics, uh, our fan base would begin to deteriorate pretty quickly. And I think it's another really important thing. And media attention. Uh, curling in Canada has got a lot of attention from media over the years, particularly since we have become part of the Olympics. And if we weren't in that groove of having success, nobody's going to pay any attention to us. And so the sport overall, if we didn't have a good record internationally for curling, it would suffer. And I think this is one of the main reasons why it's important. And I think that it has to have a hard look taken at it as to how we're going to do this in the future because of its importance. What do you think, Kevin? Well, yeah, there's no question that it, it's all about um, winning medals at the, at the world level and the Olympic games. That's, that's what makes the world go around when it comes to your point, Warren, the funding model. Um, as far as how we pick our teams, um, if for the Olympics, I think, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong. I, I like the trials, get our best teams in there. Uh, don't go too deep. Uh, we don't want too big of a field. Um, Olympics isn't really the place for a Cinderella story. I don't think we want to send our very best team. Um, in this case, I, I think we have uh, Jennifer Jones, hard to argue, never count out Jennifer Jones. I've been saying it for years and, uh, and she's actually been, she's, she's coming on strong here at the Olympics like she always does. So it looks good. And Brad Goose, you hard to argue that as well, but Brad's so strong and doing well here. No problem. Um, the mixed doubles, I think we sent probably our best team 
We just didn't give them the best chance because they didn't know they were going until right before the Olympic Games. So that wasn't good. Um, that's one thing we could look at. I don't think we want to play with the with the trials. I think trials are excellent. Maybe the timing of them could be looked at in a hard way so that we could give our teams a little more time to prepare. But that would be the only thing I would look at um, uh, from that point of view. As far as from how we pick our teams for the Worlds, that's certainly under... Uh, could be under review because uh, our national championships, of course, sometimes miss our best teams because of the structure. And that's, that's not good. When we have a national championship, we don't have all of our best teams. So that's something I would certainly look at from, uh, from the world's standpoint. But the Olympic standpoint, uh, I think we did well with the teams we've got. And, and they're actually doing pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, the naysayers on this topic are saying, uh, you know, you you sound like sore losers, Canada. You sound like sore losers. Everyone's getting better all the time. So, um, good stuff. Let's take a break. When we come back, we've got to get your picks, boys, for next draw coming up. We'll be right back. Uh, okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. So, we got games coming up. Kevin, give us your predictions. And you're winning, by the way. I've been keeping slight track. I bowed out because <laughs> I was horrible. <laughs> but you and Kevin, you and Warren are going okay. Uh, but you got a slight lead on Warren. So what what are you picking, Kev? Okay, let's start with the men's draw number nine. Uh, ROC Norway. I'm going to go with ROC. They seem to be playing pretty good. Norway just dropped the game to Denmark, so we'll go with them. Canada, China. I've got to go with Canada. Switzerland against USA. Tough pick. Really important game for both teams. I, I watched Benoit and, and company play last night. They're playing, I think they're playing better than USA. I'm going to go with Switzerland, but boy, that's a tough pick. That is a 50-50. Uh, Sweden, Denmark. I am going to go with Sweden. Women's draw nine. ROC, China. Can the ROC go a whole event and not win a game? I don't think so. I'm going to go with ROC to beat China. Not win anything. I know that's a step out in the dark because they haven't won a game, but I'm going to pick them. Uh, Sweden, Denmark. I'm going to go Sweden, USA, Switzerland. Oh boy. Well, Switzerland are so tough. I've got to pick them. Um, great Britain against Japan. I've got to go with Japan. They're just making everything. Men's draw 10, Sweden against Mowat. You've got what a game you've got. <laughs> Nicodine against Bruce Mowat. Uh, 50, 50. I'll pick great Britain in that one. Italy, USA, I'll pick the USA in that draw. Norway, China, boy, I'll go with the hometown team. I'll go with China, ROC Canada, I will pick Canada, Jimmy. I hope so. Tough picks. Uh, Very good. Mark them down. Uh, Okay, Warren, your picks. Well, draw number nine, men. I think I'm going to look to Norway. That team has had its ups and downs, but... I think they're going to come up at the end here and win that game. Canada, I think certainly over China. Switzerland, USA. Again, I think I will go with Switzerland that one because uh, Swartz has been playing pretty well. Schuster's have been a little up and down. So I'm going to stick with Switzerland and Sweden over Denmark. In a women's draw number nine, I'm going to go with ROC over China. Sweden over Denmark. USA, Switzerland. Again, very tough game. But uh, Tabitha Peterson, that team, is playing really well at, in the last couple of draws. Nina Roth shot 95% last game. I'm going to go with USA. Great Britain, Japan. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Japan. 
Men's draw number 10, maybe the game of the day, Sweden and Great Britain. Hard to pick, but I will go with Sweden as Nick Adin is just flying, and I think he's going to continue to. Italy, USA, I will go with USA. Norway, China, uh, I'll go with Norway. And, of course, Canada should take out ROC. So there you have it. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Kevin, so the Canadian women are in really tough, but they're, they're hanging in there. Uh, is the day off for the women good, Kevin, or would you wish them to be curling every day from here on in? Well, I think where they're at being three and three and their, their game is really coming together. I think they'd want to play, to be honest. Um, but it doesn't, I don't know if it matters that much, but I think they just, they want to play. They're on a roll, but their three games that remain are the USA, China, Denmark. So if the USA is the big one, China, Denmark are at the bottom of the pack. So really they have an excellent chance as long as they can beat the USA. I think they'll end up six and three and they're in the mix. So, uh, yeah, it looks good for Jones right now, in my opinion. Right on. Uh, thanks a lot, boys. Thanks for everyone tuning in uh, to the Daily Draw. We're going right through uh, to the rest of the Olympics. Uh, so uh, stay tuned to us. We appreciate you coming in. Uh, every day about 1 o'clock, the Daily Draw show drops. Cool Bet's a proud sponsor of curling and, frankly, all things ice-related. The logo is a polar bear, after all. If you love sports, make sure you join the thousands of people already enjoying life inside the Cool Bet community. So whip over to the Cool Bet website, lay down a few shekels, and uh, see how you do. Of course, the boys do their picks every day. A reminder again, send us an email, because we love to hear from you. Uh, if you aren't already a member of our Facebook group, get over there and join and check out the Facebook page. Thanks a lot to Rod Paulson for looking after that. Our email address is insidecurling at gmail.com. Who better to ask questions than our ambassador of the game, Warren Hansen, of course, another World Curling Hall of Famer in Kevin Martin. So there you have it, boys. Uh, also, at Curling Inside, you can hit us up on Twitter. Well done, fellas. Uh, it's not done yet, uh, Kev and Warren. You got another five days. Warren was up again at 4 a.m. watching the games, and uh, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep chugging ahead, fellas. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Thanks Jimmy. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody.